0: Your right hands, let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that this morning we have this another opportunity to minister to your very precious people. Thank you for the opportunity to bring light and clarity. Thank you for another opportunity to build up your people in the knowledge of the truth, the truth that is in Christ Jesus. I ask that revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Every doubt is dissolved, confusion terminated. Clarity comes by your word And at the end of this service Jesus is glorified Thank you for answered prayer In Jesus precious name And every believer says a powerful amen Amen. Lift your right hands to heaven Let's release our faith together As we say these words I am born of God I am born of the word The word of God Is my nature I do not struggle To do the word I do the word naturally Therefore today I will understand the word of His grace, I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We well, want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community. We're so glad to welcome every one of you. We also want to welcome, you know, all of the Aquaibom State community connected to the service right now by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom, Inspiration FM, Passion FM, and Heritage FM. We're so glad to welcome all of you to the service. Do me a favor this morning, invite a friend, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, like you've always done, share the videos and let's just tag as many people as possible, drop them on as many groups as possible. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth and let's cause the fragrance of Jesus' grace and love to reach out to men all over the world. We also want to welcome all our campuses around the world connected to the service this morning. Hey, guys, we love you. We're so glad you are here. You're part of the service. Guys, get ready. We're going to have a great time in the teaching of God's word. Is anybody in the building excited about being in the service this morning? Can we celebrate the word of God with a shout? Glory! Amen! Grab your pen your notebook your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace. We're still examining leading and perception. Uh, leading and perception. If you are not here in the first service, I will advise you to get the CD and the teaching of the first service. It will help you a great deal. All right? <clears throat> the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10, verse 23, i just continue from where I stopped in the first service. Jeremiah, chapter 10, verse 23. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Give me the amplified version of that scripture. Let me read from the amplified of Jeremiah ten twenty three. O oh Lord, please, Jeremiah, in the name of the people, I know that the determination of the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man, even in a strong man or in a man at his best. To direct his own steps. No man has the direction of his life. No man. Nobody. It is not even found in man. To direct his steps. And in life, direction will mean everything. Everything. You know, imagine traveling to a place you don't know where you're going. You'll be on the road forever. You'll never arrive. You'll be frustrated. Many are frustrated in life because they do not have direction in life. No direction. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know what what will work for them. So their life is full of trial and error. Today they start this, they stop, they start the other one, they stop. They hear there's another one walking here. They want to get there and then it doesn't work for them. And then they conclude it must be some witches from the village that are after them. Or, they conclude there must be a cause in the family or a curse in the family. You know, and then, they live a life that is never fulfilled. Now, we took time to deal with the fact that as a believer, you cannot live your life on fleeces. You know, telling God, if you are the one, let this happen, let that happen. You can live like that. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14 tells us, Romans, chapter 8, verse 14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Or you can put it like this. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. The word led there is the word to be born by the Spirit. B-O-R-N-E. To be born by the Spirit or to be carried by the Spirit. So every child of God has access to the leading of the Spirit naturally. But it's one thing for the spirit of God to lead you. It's another thing for you to receive the right perception of that leading. So perception is how you receive the leading of the spirit. Most times the problem, in fact all the time, the problem is not whether God is leading you. The problem is do you have the right perception as to what God will have you do? As to what God will be saying to you as to where God wants you to be. These are very important issues. He says, it is not in man to direct his steps. If you look at man from creation, you observe that you never see man independent. No man is ever independent. Something always led man to do what he does. From creation. Something always led man to do what he does. Even if it is invisible, you know, Even if it is invisible, that cannot be seen. Something is always leading a man to do what he does. I have seen people say, I am a man of my own. That is not true. Even that statement is influenced by somebody. Every human being is a product of influence. Every human being. There is no independent human being who just decided how to live life. Somebody influenced the decision. Somebody introduced the idea. And you know, sometimes somebody can be far away from where you are and by the things he said to you can be controlling your life for another 30 years. He's not with you. But he planted ideas into your head and you're running with those ideas for 30 years of your life. Why? Because human beings are products of influence. Everybody is influenced somewhere. It's not in man to direct his steps. Something is directing him. You know, every man is a product of somebody's influence. Something always tells you what to do. So at each point of your life, something is leading you. In Genesis chapter 3, the devil spoke and man followed the devil. Genesis 3, the devil spoke and man followed the devil. Because every man is led by something every human being in romans chapter 5 verse 12 brother paul says wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin romans chapter 5 verse number twelve. i put it up for me wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have seen give me the next verse 13 for until the law Sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Next verse. Nevertheless, that reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that have not seen after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. In Ephesians chapter 2, it also explains to us how men are controlled naturally. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 and we shall read to verse 3. Ephesians, and you are the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Next verse. Wherein in time past, he's talking to believers now. In time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh. So there's a spirit that is walking in the children of disobedience to the gospel. Everybody is under a particular influence. Believers are led by the spirit or believers are led by what people around them influence them to do. Unbelievers are led by demons. They are led by demons. A man that is not born again is under the influence of the devil. You walked according to the course of this world, the spirit that now walketh. So there's a walking of the spirit of the devil in the children of disobedience to the gospel of salvation. Man does not have the capacity to lead himself, something always leads men. All the time. All the time. Not just some of the time. All the time. All the time. Something leads people all the time. So therefore man is not self-propelled. It's not a self-propelled being. He is always propelled to do what he does. Someone says, I believe man has free will. Oh yes, man has a free will. Oh yes, that's what makes you a man. Every man has a free will. But that free will is independent, is dependent, sorry, on choices. The free will of man is dependent on choices, and those choices are influenced by men. Man has a free will, but that free will is influenced by choices. And the choices of man's free will are influenced by men. Therefore, every man is a product of influence. There is no man that just, you know, woke up by himself and just decided what to do. Every man. You're born as a little child in a home with parents. If they are not your parents, you're born in a home with parents of somebody. No child just grew alone. Of an age home, there are, there are parents also there. Nobody just grew by himself. Even on the streets, there are parents. Among area boys, there are parents. Even in prison, their parents, they are the ones that will remove all your clothes and ask you for rent on arrival. And then they start influencing. You got born in the home, you start getting influence from your father. If you're close to your father, if you're close to your mother, you start getting influence from your mother. All the things you want to do in life are things your mother exposed you to or things your father exposed you to or things you were exposed to in school. Even your choice of career was influenced by somebody. You saw an engineer and you admired engineering and you found out you had the capacity for engineering and you became an engineer. Nobody just came out and said, no, this is how I will be. No, every human being was influenced to make the decisions they made that ultimately determined the outcome of their life. Every human being. Now follow me, I'm going somewhere with it. It's important for me to settle that so that you know that you you don't have any doubt in your mind as to whether people influenced you or not. Now, man has to be led because that is who man is. So look at yourself. Every decision you made, either before you got saved or after you got saved, was influenced. Including your coming to service today, that you are in church today in spite of the rain. Some of you beat the rain and came. Your clothes got soaked but you don't care because what your spirit is about to get is more important than your clothes. You inconvenienced yourself and came out and you're seated in church right now because something influenced you to get to the service this morning. There's nobody that just does things. There's an influence that makes you do what you do. Man cannot produce thoughts of his own. Thoughts, thoughts are influenced. You are thinking what you are thinking Because somebody planted the idea there. You are thinking what you are thinking because you saw something. You are thinking what you are thinking because you heard something. So your thoughts are planted. If you don't admit that on time, then something else is guiding you right now. If you argue with me right now, that thoughts are not planted. That thinking that you are thinking to argue me with, somebody gave you that thought. Am I teaching here? Yeah. <laughs> that you're even arguing with me is because somebody gave you that idea. So it's still an influence. Every human being is a product of influence. Are you still in the building? Please, this is very important. Now, <clears throat> have you observed that in Genesis chapter 11, the whole world came together to build a tower that will get to heaven? God said, these folks, nothing can restrain them from what they have imagined to do. God acknowledged that these guys, what they are deciding to do, nothing can stop it. Now, God is there. He doesn't want them to do it, but they are going to do it anyway. God didn't want them to build that tower. That tower was not God's plan for man. Babel, it wasn't God's plan. God didn't want it, but they made up their mind to do it anyway. And they started. Until they were interrupted in the process of their coordination. Otherwise, they will have done it. That's how powerful man's choices and decisions are. That even God cannot stop man. Man will do what he wants to do. Man will do what he wants to do. That's why you have some people who say, okay, I'm no more a man, I'm a woman. And they go to the hospital and ask the doctors to do a surgical operation on them and give them the organs of a woman even though they were born men. Man will do what he wants to do. Independent of God, whether God likes it or not. That is what we call free will. But for man to make the decision that makes him think he a woman, somebody influenced that ideology. Somebody influenced him. And such a person is suffering from identity crisis identity crisis, you know, he rejected, you know, um, his originality and has decided to take on another, you know, <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> somebody asked me somewhere, okay, what if a man who was born, you know, people ask questions and they, sometimes they ask questions, those questions for me are pre questions, they are not questions, they are some serious questions, you know. Somebody say, oh, will a homosexual person or a lesbian person go to heaven? If they receive Jesus, they will go to heaven, why not? That is not the question. Serious questions are a question of supposing a man changes his organs and takes on the organs of a woman and dies. And at the point of death, receive Jesus on the resurrection. <laughs> See the way you are laughing. When mortality puts on immortality? Is it going to come out a man or a woman? (laughs) You do err because you know not the scriptures, not the power of God. On resurrection, there will be no male or female organs. Male or female organs ends on earth. In the immaterial body, in the body of immortality, there will be no man or woman. We're all going to rise as sons of God. I don't know if you understand what I just said. I just answered that question. I hope you know that. There will be no organs. Now, let's move, let's move, let's move. So, it's important to know that people are products of influence. You know, products of influence. And in life, it's important to know that. Please, take note of this. Success is not a proof of the will of God. Success is not a proof of the will of God. Fulfillment is the proof of the will of God. You didn't hear that. Success is not a proof of the will of God. Fulfillment is a proof of the will of God. That is why you see some people, you know, a man will marry a woman, buy her a jet, build her a house by the seaside. All right. And then give her a yacht so that she can even go through the waters and travel around the world. She can fly her private jet, give her beautiful cars, put everything in it for her. And the woman still commits suicide there in that house. What killed her? She has a jet. She has a yacht. She's living in a mansion. She's got housemaids and house helps. She has money to spend at any time. Why will she kill herself? Because she's not fulfilled. So success is not fulfillment. That you're successful doesn't mean you're fulfilled. That's why the rich keep looking for how to get richer by all means. Because they think by making more money they'll be fulfilled. But there's no fulfillment in money. There's no fulfillment in wealth. There's no fulfillment in riches. Get all the money, the more money you get, the more sorrowful you are. The more money you get, the more tormented you are. Solomon thought he could marry a thousand women and satisfy his lustful desires. And he married 300 wives, gathered 700 concubines. I mean a man amongst women. Women from different countries, different shapes, different sizes, different species, and different coloration. And yet after all of that, he said to himself, vanity of vanity, it is all frustration. Gathering women is frustration. <laughs> For that brother who is wishing he had married three wives before he got born again. Because now that he's born again, he can't marry more than one. And say, sigh, I wish I had married three. Then now I come born again, I bring my wives with me. Vanity of Vanity. It's frustration. Solomon had all the wealth. He had anything you can talk about. The queen of Sheba came to Solomon's mansion, and the Bible says she collapsed, she fainted when she saw the elegance, she saw the, 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 the wealth, she saw the, the, the opulence, she saw the, the, the you know the comfort. She just collapsed. That's a queen, the a queen of a kingdom. And Solomon stood up and said vanity of vanity. All these things are vanity. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. That is the whole duty of man. Because true fulfillment is in the discovery of God's plan for your life. Fulfillment is not in the acquisition of stuff. Fulfillment is not in how many cars you have and own. Fulfillment is not in how many houses you have built and how many many women you have. No, no, no. True fulfillment is the discovery of God's plan and purpose for your life. And once you find that, that is the definition of true success. You come to a place where you're fulfilled. You're contented. I may not have a car, but I'm contented. I may not have too much money, but I'm contented. I drink my Gary and Granot, I have peace of mind, and I'm a happy man. But you're eating your chicken, and you're eating your wine, but you're depressed. Because both of us are not on the same wavelength. You are looking for success by men's definition. I am successful by God's definition, which is the fulfillment that I require for my heart. If I'm teaching good this morning, somebody shout, I hear you. Yeah? So, fulfillment, therefore, is the proof of God's will. Being fulfilled. That is, fulfilling God's plan is the proof of the will of God. Not success in what you're doing. You can succeed outside of God's purpose and plan. And to God, that success is failure. You can have a good home. You can have a successful marriage with an unbeliever. But that marriage is not godly. Don't always think that unbelievers don't have good marriages. You are deceiving yourself. There are unbelievers that are living very happy. Husband and wife, they are living peaceful. They have raised their children. They have money. They are okay. They are comfortable. Husband and wife, they don't even quarrel like Christians quarrel. They are just happy together. And they have lived together for years in that marriage. But they don't know Jesus. They are unbelievers like that. But it's just that when they look at their lives, they are still empty. Because nothing fills up the hunger in the soul of a man other than Christ. So don't always think unbelievers don't have good marriages. You lie. Some of them have better marriages than many Christians. I'm serious. So don't always say, if you marry an unbeliever, you won't have a good marriage. There are unbelievers that their heads are cool-headed. You see an unbelieving girl. You think she understands the fruit of the spirit. Ka, kule, like chilled water from the fridge. And there are men whose heads are at home. They are not born again. But their head is at home. So when a man whose head is at home. Meets a girl that her life is like. Water from the freezer. Their life is good. But there is an Emptiness that still remains that only Jesus feels so fulfillment therefore is the definition of success in the will of God fulfillment 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 it's not just about we don't have problem in our marriage no that's not success You can have a marriage that doesn't have a problem but both of you are not fulfilled because you are not in the will of God. Look at Psalm 127 verse 1. Psalms 127. Is anybody enjoying this teaching? Psalm 127 verse 1. Mm -mm. Except the Lord build the house, they labor. Is it labor or labor? Okay. labor, Labor. They labor in vain that build it. Watch. They build it. The house was built. It's not that they tried to build, they didn't build. eh. They built the house. But in vain. Yeah. You went for business. You are now a multi-millionaire. But your life is vain. You are empty. Your bank account is fat and busting. But your heart is empty. You have the best of cars. The latest models. But inside the car is like you are inside a dustbin because the ability to enjoy it is not there. You can build a house but not have a home. Yeah, you have a beautiful house but it's not a home. Yeah. Because success is not in the acquisition of materials. It's not. True success is the knowledge of Christ. If any man glory, let him glory that he knows this, that he knows me. He said, the water that I shall give you, if you drink the water of natural success, you will thirst. But when I give you my own water, you will never thirst. That's what we call fulfillment. Somebody shout, I hear you. Yeah? That's what we call fulfillment. Please stay with me. So, except the Lord build a house, they labor, put it up, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman it, but in vain. That's why some people who are into goal setting, goal setting. Goal setting. I believe in goal setting. Set your goals, but do not measure success by those goals. Don't measure success by the goals you set. Because sometimes, you fulfill your goals, and then you know inside your spirit that even though you fulfill your goals, you went out of the will of God to fulfill it. You went out of the will of God to fulfill those goals. Most of the times, you are the only one that will know that this is God's plan. Other people will clap for you and celebrate you that you have succeeded. Inside you, you know that mm -mm, God didn't want me here. I'm in a strange environment. How shall we sing the lost song in a strange land? By the rivers of there we sat. And there we were When we remember For the way They carried us away Required from us How shall we sing In a strange So there are people singing the lost song In a strange land Out of the will of God out of the plan of God for their lives. Somebody say, how can a man of God be singing Bonnie M in the church? Who told you it's Bonnie M? Is there in the Bible. It's in the book of Psalms. I just have to answer somebody quickly. (laughs) Singing the lost song in a strange land. Out of the will of God strange land, strange environment, in a strange relationship, singing the lost song in a strange relationship, you know that that relationship is out of the will of God. You know that you cannot be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You are dancing around with an unbeliever and you are singing the lost song. (laughs) You're endangering your life. You're endangering your life. it's in vain, man. Anything that does not have eternal impact is in vain. Anything. That is, at the end of life, when it all matters, if it doesn't have eternity in it, you wasted time. The reward of your Christian work don't come on this earth. One day you will stand before Jesus. Someday, you will stand before Jesus and everything in your heart will be made bare. One of these days, there will be no more sunlight. One of these days, there will be no more rainfall. One of these days, the stars will disappear. One of these days, there will be no morning, no afternoon, no evening. One of these days, there will be no night time. One of these days, all of life will be over. And you will not be naked face to face with your creator. To give account of how you lived while you walked the face of the earth. One of these days. I don't care whether you take it serious. If you like, laugh at me right now. As it was in the days of Noah, they laughed at him and called him stupid old man. They called him a Jew guy. You say this Noah is a Jew guy. He doesn't understand the times. He doesn't know what time he's saying. Then the rain started falling. (laughs) The rain started falling. Noah said, come inside. They say, oh no, come stupid old man. You're just dreaming. Rain is normal now. It's normal for rain to fall. It will soon be gone. The door was closed. The rain was falling. It was too late. You're hearing God talk to you today. Don't think you will always hear it. You better make the adjustments you need to make. You better make hay while the sun shines. If you're not born again, you better get born again. You better do that quickly. Because eternity is real. There is life after death. Death is not the end of life. Everyone will appear before God. Some will appear before the white throne judgment. Some will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. But everybody will appear before God. How you live your life, whether you followed God on earth or you didn't, will determine whether you smile over there or not. What did you do? God will ask you, were you obedient or disobedient? If you build a house, Without God, it is in vain. It cannot last. Brother Paul says, "I don't want to be a castaway. I put my body under that after preaching to others, I won't be a castaway." He is saved. Paul is righteous. Paul is saved. But Paul say, "I have a run, a race to run. I have a race to run, and I'm going to run my race. I'm going to run my race lawfully." Ladies and gentlemen, you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit but there is a race ahead of you and you have to run that race lawfully. There is a plan for your life. You are not an accident. There is a purpose of God for your life. There is a will of God for your life. You can live all your life outside of God's will and you can live your life in God's will. So success is not the proof. That what you did was right. An arm robber goes to rob. And he succeeds in robbing. That's not success. That's robbery. That's not success. So that you succeeded in doing what you wanted to do. Doesn't make it the will of God. What makes it the will of God is that you did what God wanted. And the product of it is that you are fulfilled. Praise God. I say praise God. I'm not saying if you follow God's will, you will not succeed. True success, is in following the will of God. Sometimes we get goals. And we insist, my goal, I must achieve my goal. I must achieve my goal. We insist. You know, some people are just determined. Even when God is showing you signals, that thing you're pursuing is not my plan for you, they make up their mind to do it by all means. And they lose God... And gain this world. Because indicators were there. To make you know that this. Don't go this part. But you determine. You are made up your mind. Nobody can change. You know there are stubborn people. I have made up my mind. Nobody can change my mind. Nobody can change my mind. If you like. Talk from night till morning. What I will do. I will do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whether God is happy or not. I will do what I will do. Have your way. God is not going to force you. No, yeah, it's not. No, say, I don't care. Dr. Damina, you say that we should not be unequally yoked with the unbelievers. I've been waiting for a believer to talk to me about marriage. Nobody is talking. Any, anybody that comes now, marry him. Now, marry him. After all, I've been praying. God is not answering my prayer. Frustration has set in. And the reason why you get frustrated is because you refuse to stay with God. Otherwise, you shouldn't be frustrated. Say, I'll marry an unbeliever. If God like, let Him put me in hell. No problem. I marry an unbeliever. Hell will start for you on earth. It is this earth you will start the hell from. There are people that are married right now. If they can die, somebody their wife and children and escape, that will be their greatest deliverance. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. They are looking for who to adopt their wife and adopt their children. Let them go. The only reason why they are still there is because they have not found an adopter. Is it a doctor or a doctor? I'm teaching good this morning. If they find somebody, they would dash him the wife. You want my wife? Take, free of that. Children, follow. Take the furniture, take everything. I beg, make her go, now nah by force. Maybe me by force. Make her go live. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm very serious. A pastor came from Lagos and said to me, Dr. Damina, look let me tell you the truth I'm tired of ministry I want, to, I, want to, I want to sell to you my church and my members how much will you buy I said how many members he said 27 of them all of them plus the building and instruments buy make your offer I say, I'm not interested God didn't send me he said please deliver me I'm tired I said sorry look for another person I don't have that kind of money to buy church and members I don't have it he said it's not expensive I said no 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 even if it's free I don't want. God has not shown me to adopt a church and members. Hmm. A man is selling his church and ministry. Is he wife and children? You will not sell. <laughs> you are laughing. In this Uyo, a pastor stood up and escaped from his wife. Escaped. I'm not joking. <laughs> He escaped from his wife. Left everything for her. Only carried the cloth he's wearing with a small bag. So that she will not see when he's escaping. He escaped abroad. How he got abroad, only God knows. Nobody heard from him for five, six, seven years. The wife was busy fasting and praying for him to come back. He had gone and started a new life. Became a taxi driver. Use taxi to gather money and then move, 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 move. Finally landed in Europe. Married a wife in Europe. The same spirit that pursued him from Akwaibom met him in Europe. He beat the wife. You beat a European, not an African, a European in her country. He beat her. I went to visit them. I was preaching there and I went to visit them. In my presence, he gave her a slap. Blood was coming out of her nose. I said, excuse me, we are no more friends. From today, our friendship ends eternally. I can't have a wife abuser as a friend. No, I left the place. Few weeks after I left, when the wife threatened him with police, he packed his load again. Left everything. He had bought a house. He had bought all kinds of things. He had made some money. He left the house, left everything. Ran from Europe. Landed in America. Started a taxi driver in America. I'm in America preaching. He shows up. Uh-uh. Married, what are you doing here? He said, This is where I am now. Married another woman in America. Another one. Third wife. I'm not joking. Third wife in America. Had children, one or two children with her. White woman. One day she came home and said to him, it's been wonderful living with you. I'm leaving now. Have the children, have everything. I'm gone. He knelt down begging and crying. The wife told him, I'm gone. She left. He has been the one living, eh? It's done by dawn. What kind of life is this, Abba <laughs> When you make the wrong decision, and you start, you start missing the tangent, because if the tangent is there, and you start missing the tangent, if you're not careful, you keep going. You keep going. It keeps going wider, till you're totally out of the plan of God for your life. I'm so serious. That's why you don't play with decisions that you're making in life because they could take you away totally from the plan of God. You'll be lost. You're on earth but you're lost. You wake up in the night, you don't know whether it is morning or evening. Even when it is dark, you're still wondering whether it is afternoon. Because you're lost. That's why you must strive to locate the plan and stay in the plan of God. Beginning from the elementary choices you're making up to the major choices you're making in life. This teaching is so important for me that I'm not even in a hurry. Because I really want to make sure you understand it so that you can live out your best life. You can live out the will of God and live out a life of fulfillment. I'm teaching good. See, being stubborn is not a virtue. Being stubborn is not a virtue. The Bible calls stubbornness witchcraft. I'm very stubborn. I know myself. I'm very stubborn. What you're saying is, I'm a witch. I know myself. I'm a witch. It's not a virtue. It's not a virtue. The Bible definition for stubbornness is witchcraft. You shouldn't be stubborn. You shouldn't be stubborn. You should be swift to hear and slow to speak. You should be somebody that can make adjustments. Because when you are stubborn, you manipulate every process to your advantage. When you are stubborn, you manipulate. And when you manipulate processes, that's witchcraft. Because witchcraft is domination. Witchcraft is intimidation. Witchcraft is manipulation. When you are manipulative and intimidating and dominating, you are in witchcraft. See, witchcraft is not flying in the night. The most dangerous witchcraft is that young man with tie and suit who does not hear anything but uses everything to his advantage. That's the most dangerous. The one with two open eyes and is bewitching people around. That's the most dangerous. The flying one is baby witches. If you just, if you just carry water gun in the spirit and you, twat, they die. Real witchcraft is the man that is with his open eye walking around. Well, and using Manipulating people by stubbornness To his advantage That one is the most dangerous Because you can't kill him People are talking about witchcraft Spirit of witchcraft if spirit Witchcraft is a work of the flesh not Spirit is a work of the flesh In Galatians chapter 5 Now the works of the flesh are manifest Witchcraft Witchcraft is, is a work of the flesh because it's manipulation. And stubborn people are the ones that have that tendency. They don't listen to anybody at all. They I know myself. Nobody can talk to me. When you hear a woman talk like that. Nobody can talk to me. What I will do, I will do. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show that I'm, I'm a woman. I'm going to show you. That woman has been consumed by witchcraft. That man needs to pray seriously. Because what he's up against... Is willful witchcraft. Intentional, deliberate, calculated witchcraft. And you cannot break people's will. You cannot force people's will. People will only yield their will when they want to. So you can't even pray. You can only arrange circumstances and that will take time. When you have people say, I'm stubborn. And you are trying to marry them. Tell them, what? Did you say, you're stubborn? I'm coming. I'm coming. I will soon come. Escape. Run for your life. Because what the person is telling is that I'm a witch. Even you, I will use you to my advantage. I don't care about you. I care about me. I know many people here that used to say, I'm stubborn. will never say it again. Even right now, there are some people inside their mind. They say, "I'm not stubborn. I know I'm not stubborn." <laughs> Am I teaching good? I said, "Am I teaching good?" There are sometimes in following God's plan for your life. It will appear like you didn't succeed. Sometimes it will appear like you are not successful. You know, by human standards. Sometimes following God's plan Certain things may not work out Yet they are working out for other people But they are not working out for you It's not God rejecting you uh-uh. it's, not because, it's because Within the parameters of what God wants to do with you Those things may not be needed right now Or may never be needed Or there's an appointed time in the future Where they will fit in well Remember Remember when it is be, when it is out of God's time, it is not God's will. When you're doing it with the people that God did not designate, it is not God's will. When you're not doing it the way God said it, it is not God's will. It is only God's will when you're doing it the way God said it with the right people at the right time. Don't be hasty. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be quick to arrive at the conclusion of things. The Bible says the righteous do not make haste. The righteous do not make haste. Proverbs 21 31 Proverbs 21 31 The horse is prepared against the day of battle but safety is of the Lord. Fulfillment is of the law. The horse is prepared. There is a day of battle. Everything is in place. But only God grants safety. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. All the analyses are accurate. All the calculations are accurate. Feasibility study is accurate. But the end is destruction. The end of that way is destruction. It looks good right now. But it ends in destruction. It ends in destruction. It ends in destruction. You get involved in something that the next step you will take in it is misfortune. Before you enter, the Holy Ghost warned you. Because the Holy Ghost knows the end from the beginning. But you were stubborn because here looked very good. You didn't know that after here, the rest is disaster. And as you took your step and walked in without God, you came out of what looked good and landed in disaster. Now you start crying out. Then God in his mercy will now have to start navigating to see the remaining of you that can be salvaged. Because there will be losses. You know, there will be losses. In, in Acts 27, brother Paul told them you should, have heard, you should have listened to me. I told you people we shouldn't travel. You insisted we should travel. He said, now an angel appeared to me because their lives were treasured. He said, None of you will die, but we will lose the sheep and our properties. There will be losses. Your life will be saved, but there will be losses, and those losses are uncalled for. You can't afford it's too expensive to walk out of the plan of God for your life. It's too expensive to walk out of God's purpose. It's good. That's why Brother Paul prayed that you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful unto every good walk. Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. It is a good thing to wait on the Lord. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you wait, 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 wait. Touch your neighbor. Say, wait. It's a good thing to wait on the Lord. No haste, no hurry. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Sometimes when you're waiting, it may look like everybody has left you. All your friends. You hear Agnes is married. Eh? Ikaite is married. Ulama is married. Amina is married equal is married eh justina is married all of them don't marry leave me they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as their eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint teach me lord Teach me, Lord, to wait. I've met people in life who are in a hurry. Some of them even said, Abel, hey, you don't like success. The way you're going is like you don't like success. We were in a hurry. I took my time. I followed the Lord. It may look slow. Many of them, where are they today? I'm still here coming. I'm still here coming. Some of them, we don't know where they are in this life. They told me to my face, it looks like you don't like success. (laughs) They want to put me under pressure. Uh -uh. I took my time. And I'm still taking my time. A lady met me a few years ago. She said, Papa, if you know what God has done for me, I said, what did God talk to me about it? She said I was in a quiet bomb." Every Saturday, I will attend a friend's wedding. Every Saturday, I will attend a friend's wedding. At a point, they reduce me to usher. Every of their wedding I go, they will make me share food. They will make me share food. All my friends married, including the junior ones. I I, I said to God, what is it now? Nobody's talking to me about marriage. Well, she kept just serving the Lord and faithfully waiting on the Lord. Mama and I know the lady. She's from Akwaibom here. She said one day they just arranged one wedding like that and she went to the wedding and one British expatriate came for the wedding from England. On arrival he saw her mistakenly or as or arranged she served him food and he liked her. So he said young lady what's your name? She told him um, where do you go to church? She told him and all of that. So after that wedding reception he went to her pastor. I said to the pastor, there's a lady that was serving me food today. I'm interested. I want to marry. I've been looking for a wife for years now, but I really feel this is my wife. Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. Got the details. Oh, talk to his pastor in London. Everything is okay. He's a faithful brother. He's on fire for God. All right. You want to marry her? Your pastor has told me you're okay. She's a wonderful. She's one of the best we have. She's a wonderful sister. Giving to the Lord. Loves the Lord. He said, I want to marry her quickly. I will do the traditional marriage within the next few days. Can we meet our parents? That's how they made the parents. Sharp, sharp. Within one week, they have finished traditional marriage. Within another week, the man has already fixed wedding, white wedding, you know, and as an expatriate, he invited different countries. On a wedding, the people flew from all over the place, came into a quiet bomb here. They flew flags of different nations. All those people, she was busy serving food in their wedding. They were treating her like uh, receptionists. They came with their children and they were serving food in her own wedding. After the wedding, they flew to London. They live in London. They live in London. Not SKP. They live in London. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. Wait on the Lord. It is a good thing to wait on the Lord. You cannot be wasted if you are waiting on the Lord. Am I teaching here? Yeah, it may look like life has left you. Uh -uh. Life never leaves a man that is with Christ. Christ is life. You didn't hear what I just said. Life never leaves a man that is in Christ. Christ is life. Don't be frustrated. Don't be desperate. Follow God's plan. Everything is step-by-step. Step. No haste. No hurry. You know, ministry is not a legacy. Everybody has to do his ministry. You do yours, I do mine. You, know, you do yours, I do mine. And when it comes to ministry, you've got to be able to answer God for yourself. My children will answer God for themselves. Jemima, Jesmael, Jael, they answer God for themselves. I teach them, I show them what to do, but ultimately they make the decisions for themselves when it comes to Jesus and, and you know, what they do with Jesus on earth because the day they will face Jesus, I won't be there. I won't be standing to say I'm their father. They will all face Jesus independently and talk to Jesus for themselves. No father decides for a child. The father can only guide and counsel. And that's why parents must surround their children with with everything they need to help them make the right choices and decisions in life. But ultimately, they have to make those decisions. If they decide to do ministry, that's their choice. If they decide not to do ministry, I'm not going to force them to do ministry because I'm a minister. I'm going to show them their responsibility as believers to preach the gospel and to get people to come to the knowledge of Christ. But I'm not going to force them and tell them you must be a preacher. No! They've got to make that choice. They've got to make that choice depending on their walk with the Lord and what the Lord is speaking to them. But I'm going to show them all of that as their responsibility. Ultimately, they have to make their choices. So you must be open to the leading of the spirit. We are looking at career. We are looking at ministry. We are looking at relationships. We are looking at marriage. We are looking at major decisions of life that can, that can cost us or that can bless us. If you are fulfilling God's will, the Bible says you will be a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Yeah. You will be a city set on a hill. So the reason you are hidden. Is because God hasn't set you. You can't set yourself. It is God that sets. Let God set you. Did you hear what I said? It's God that sets men. If you have areas of your life where you are challenged, as a young man, you have certain habits that are not good. Or you have certain struggles to live right and live holy. And you are struggling with those things. Don't make them a secret. Mm -mm. If you make them a secret, they will destroy you. Submit them to God in prayer. Pray about them. God will give you wisdom and give you strength to overcome those challenges. But if you keep them as a secret, they will eat you up. You submit them to God in prayer. So that he gives you the strength and the wisdom and the strategy to overcome it. Somebody said to me, but Dr. Damina, if they post me to go for NYSC in Boko Haram state, should I go? Pray about it. Pray about it. Because there are people that have gone to Boko Haram states and they brought back their coffins. So those are not the kind of things you just stand up and go. You pray about it. You talk to God about it. You talk to God about it. And God will give you wisdom and direction on what to do and how not to go. And you still do the NYSE without going. Yes, sure. And there are some that God will tell you go because God wants to use you in those places as the light of the gospel. And he will give you directions and give you grace. And when you enter there, every hold of the enemy will give way and you will see yourself do the will of God in that place. So that's why if you've got to follow God to know whether to go or not to go. It's God. It's you and God. Some say, but they posted me. <laughs> Uh, they, they posted you, they they, who are they do they know you, do you know who posted you, you don't know okay, live your life to, to people who don't know you or you don't know them. you pray about it, especially when it has to go to such areas where there's a lot of, of, of threat to life, there's persecution severe persecution, you don't just walk in there, you pray about it you seek God's mind and direction on it When you are leaving your country, you need to hear from God. You can't leave Nigeria to another country to go and live there without hearing from God. You can't. You can't just relocate. Because that's a major decision. Marriage is a major decision. Because, listen carefully everybody, if you are making us write this down. You can never succeed beyond your marriage. You can never succeed beyond your marriage. Secondly, your business relationships will determine whether you follow the will of God or not. Because there are some people that just get into business relationships without praying. And they get into some business relationships that really take them out of the will of God. So when it comes to career, location, business, you need to pray and seek counsel. Now listen to another one. It is important to pray much more. When your decision affects other people's lives, pray much more. When your decision is going to affect other people's lives, there are decisions you make that affect other people. When it has to do with business, partnership, marriage, ministry, take more time to pray. Pray. Because you are dealing with other people's choices and will. Other people's choices and will. Even if you are on fire for God. Fire. You marry someone possessed by the devil. You will have more problems. Because it takes you to have marriage. You marry somebody that is possessed, you will have many problems, because first of all, your father-in-law is Satan, and he will visit his daughter his daughter. Satan will visit his son-in-law. Would't he? Uh-uh. you have your father, the devil. So since Satan is the father of that lady or the father of that young man, your father-in-law will visit. (laughs) And when he's coming, he will come with gifts from the village. (laughs) Father-in-law always comes with gifts. He will bring the bread of sickness, the amala of sorrow, he will bring the gary of affliction. And when he's going, he will steal. <laughs> he will kill. <laughs> he will destroy. Oh, you wonder why everything is like that. Papa came. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> I'm teaching good this morning. Blessing somebody, that's why do not be unequally yoked together light and darkness because it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And it's important for you to also know that when it comes to business relationships and partnership in business, it can affect your Christian life. And that's why anything you get from people who are not born again, you have to test it with the truth of God's word. Many of us listen to rich people. We listen to rich people as our mentors. Rich people. People that look successful. You know, as our mentors. Then we submit to their mentorship. When you submit to the mentorship of an unbelieving successful man, what is influencing him? Will influence you. Anything influencing him. Will influence you. If you submit to their mentorship. What is making it work for them. Will come over you. So that's why. Even when you are studying. The books of successful rich men. Who are not born again. You have to take what they are saying. And subject it to the scrutiny of God's word. To see whether it fits or not. And if it doesn't you trash it. trash it. It's not everything you take. The things of this world come with the spirit of this world. You've got to check. You've got to check. Test it with the spirit of God. You have to test everything because it can mislead you. If you take thoughts, listen carefully. If you take thoughts from a godless man, your thoughts will be godless. If you take thoughts from a godless man, your thoughts will be godless. It's not rocket science. Is there any marriage ordained in heaven? Dr. Damina, is there any marriage ordained in heaven? Like you sleep and see a sister in your dream or you sleep and see a brother in your dream that is two people were sent by God from heaven to earth to get married? No. Jesus has an answer for us. I begin to round up. Matthew 22 verse 24. Matthew 22 verse 24. Saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Next verse. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married, a wife deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Like the second, likewise the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Now, this is a true story. This is not a parable. It was not Jesus telling. It was the people telling Jesus what happened in their town. A woman buried her seven husbands and she herself was buried at the last. Next verse. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Number one, look at what Jesus answered them. Next verse. You do err not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. Next verse. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are as the angels of God in heaven. Two things. There's no marriage in the resurrection, number one. Number two, they do not give children in marriage in the resurrection. So God has ordained marriage as an institution but God has not ordained any two people to be married. God has ordained marriage as an institution, but God has not ordained any two people to marry. Nobody say, you know, if you don't marry the will of God for your wife, which is that sister, life will be bitter. No, there's no particular sister that is the will of God for your marriage. And there's no particular brother that is the will of God for your marriage. There's none. To marry is your choice. Marriage is a choice. There's no matchmaking by God. God does not make people. In First Corinthians 7, Brother Paul said, He said, Even in the choice not to marry, You know, If you're married and the unbelieving depart, Let them go. You're free not to marry. Paul said, You're free not to marry. In First Timothy five, he says, "If there is a woman that is a widow and she's a young woman, let her marry. Her husband died. Let her marry another person." He said "Let her marry. Don't allow her to be widow alone. Move, push her to go and marry, so she does not grow one tongue." Is there in the Bible? Which means there are no two people that are specifically meant for each other. Which means in the choice of marriage, there are options. You look at the options and go for the best of all the options. You didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Uh, If God wants me to marry, I must marry you. That's witchcraft. That's being stubborn. I must marry you. Anyhow, I must marry you. If I have to charm your drink with love portion, I will put it. You must marry me by force. Anyway, that's unbelievers talking. But I'm not surprised that some Christians do that. And the only brother that can be charmed with love portion is a brother who doesn't know who he is in Christ, because the brother who knows who he is in Christ will drink the love portion that beloved in Christ. <laughs> the love portion has turned to love portion for Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Some of you are looking at me as if what I'm saying is strange. You know it is not strange. Is it strange? Not stranger. It's not stranger. So the will of God in marriage, not a brother or a sister specific. The will of God in marriage is your choice. But God gave you counsel on who to choose. God doesn't choose for you. He gives you counsel that guides you on who to choose. So therefore, there are people that God will guide you. And in guiding you, you make the choice. Because there are people that should be in your life, but they have chosen not to be in your life. Listen carefully, everybody. There are people that should be in your life, but have chosen not to be in your life. So, because they chose not to be in your life, it could take you a bit longer to get people that will be in your life that will help you fulfill the purpose of God because their will is involved. So when you pray, God will take time to arrange circumstances to bring them ultimately into your life. So that's why sometimes there are delays in relationships. That's why sometimes there are delays in the plan of God for your life because the people that God will have used to work that plan, were are not willing so God will have to you know, walk, walk, walk around people that will be willing to come into that plan for your life. And that could generate delays. But delays in God are not denials because within those delays, you are still in the will of God. If I marry the will of God, will I have trials and tests in my marriage? Yes, every marriage will be tested, both Christian and non-Christian. For Christians, the test will destroy them. For non-Christians, the, strength, the test will strengthen you. To strengthen you. Hallelujah. Am I blessing you? I said, Am I blessing you? Remember, anywhere there is no forgiveness, anywhere there is no forgiveness, it will be difficult to, to find God there. So if you're getting married to somebody who does not know how to forgive, you're going out of the will of God. For Christians. Well, for non-Christians, it will destroy them. For Christians, it will strengthen them. Is it right no? you now? Sometimes the mouth doesn't say what the mind says. Your mind is saying something, your mouth is saying something. else. You wonder, ah, how did you come out? Amen. Someone who doesn't forgive, don't marry them. A man that doesn't forgive, don't marry him. A woman that does not know how to forgive, don't marry her. You will live in perpetual torment all your life. Praise God. So we're going to get into more of this. Are you blessed? We're going to get into more of this. Say with me, I will follow the plan of God. I will follow the purpose of God. Say God has a clear plan and a purpose. For my life. I will not miss it. I will follow it. I will walk in it. And I will fulfill it. I didn't hear a good amen. that's, That's the truth. There's a plan for you. You're not an accident. Stand on your feet and walk to two, three people. Tell them you are not an accident. There's a plan for your life. Tell them authoritatively. You're not an accident. There's a plan of God for your life. You're not an accident. There's a plan of God. There's there's a definite plan of God for your life. There is a deliberate program of God for your life. Glory! There's a plan of God for your life. And look, look, look. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. If you're planning to marry somebody, whether man or woman, right? don't judge, don't judge the, don't judge them, don't judge their life. By the way they behave towards you. Huh? Judge them by how they treat other people. Because once they know you are interested in marrying them, they will pretend till after the wedding. Okay, So towards you, their attitude would be good. But how are they treating other people? That's the indicator that shows you that that is their true, their true character and that they are just waiting for you to bring them to their house to your house then they will now bring out that character so when you want to marry somebody don't be carried away by their behavior towards you observe how they talk to others observe how they treat others observe how they forgive others because that is their real attitude i'm teaching here
1: yes.
0: if i want to marry i will do everything that you want me to do now I will smile, I will greet you, I'll be nice, I'll buy you gifts. But then I'm nasty to my father, I'm nasty to my mother. Somebody talks to me outside, I cut him, somebody does me something, I don't forgive him, I nag and nag and complain and complain. And I I am even planning with you how to deal with the person. It shows you that when you marry that person and you do something the same way it happened to others, it will happen to you. So the true character of the lady or of the young man you're going to marry is in how they treat other people. Are we teaching here? Because if I'm I'm good, I will be good to all. And if I'm a bad person, eh, it will show in how I relate with people. I may treat you nicely, boy, for a moment. (laughs) It's for a moment. Somebody can pretend for five years. Do you understand? A man's life is not five. A man's life is many years. So somebody can afford to pretend for five years. So don't be carried away. In making relationships. As you begin to talk to people to get married to. And don't forget, I've told you, it is safer to get married to people in your tribe. Your tribe is not Ibo, Ibibio, Calabar. No. Your tribe is your faith. People within your faith. Within the circle. And there are a lot of you single guys and single ladies in this church that are already thinking of getting married and these teachings are going to help you a lot because you're about to make choices and you're about to make decisions and you're about to locate the right people and you get married to them and with them you will serve the will of God. You didn't say amen today. Even in our campuses all over the world, there are people making choices and decisions right now where marriage is concerned. And many are making choices where career is concerned, where ministry is concerned, where business relationships are concerned, where the plan of God for their lives is concerned. And these teachings are coming timely to help people make decisions that will ultimately bring the satisfaction that they require from God. Can I have a powerful, amen? Lift your right hands, let's pray, for, let's pray together. Father, I pray for every man, every woman, boy, girl, child all over the world in this building, in our camp- campuses online on television on radio listening to the sound of my voice right now i ask that by revelation knowledge your people are totally edified built up the light of your word shines on the part of everyone here i command confusion to be dissolved i command confusion to be dissolved i command doubts to be dissolved you have clarity of direction in the name of jesus I decree that your steps are blessed. Your steps are ordered. I decree that the light of God shines on your path. I decree that even the decisions you are supposed to make this week, you have direction in making the right decisions. In the name of Jesus, the choices you are about to make in life, you have direction in making the right choices. Your life is totally intentionally lived according to the plan of God for your life. And I declare that you will find joy and pleasantness and peace in life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that, Amen. On a note of finality. Don't your neighbor say, I will live my best life now. I, I refuse to manage life. Where I am right now, I have decided I will enjoy where I am on the way to where I am going. Every day of my life, I will enjoy it while I have it. As a surprise, you know there are people that are postponing the enjoyment of their life for the future. Every day they say, "Well, let me still be struggling when I get there, when I get there, Da Da <laughs> Da Don't no wait to get there. Don't no wait to get there. Where you are now. Enjoy it. If you don't have plenty of money, the little one you have, enjoy it. If what you have is a cricket shirt and a cricket trouser, wear it and rock it well. Enjoy where you are on the way to where you are going. When you do that, after a while, you will see that you have lived a happy life. But if you keep postponing joy and postponing enjoyment and postponing the laughter of your life for a future date that is not guaranteed after a while you will discover you have lived five years of sadness so make up your mind the little successes that god gives you every day celebrate them when you make a little progress buy a bottle of wine pop the tin and drink play some music in the house dance and enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going somebody shout out here i hear
1: where
0: you are. I've made up my mind I enjoy every day of my life. Every day of my life, I enjoy my life. If it's Coca-Cola, I open it and drink. I play music. Listen, Listen, enjoyment is not in the environment. Enjoyment is inside you. You can enjoy inside Kekena Pep. You are sitting inside enjoying yourself. You tell the man, drive slow. Slow down small. Let the breeze blow me very well. What are you talking about? 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 You talking about? Somebody shout glory, glory. 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 Amen. Two weeks ago, I was in Lagos. I was in Lagos. I came in from Kenya, Nairobi. Eh? From Nairobi. From international airport to local. Traffic like fire. And I had to come with ibom air. And they will not wait for me. I am watching and the time is going. Traffic is not moving from international to local. I saw motorcycle. I said, Abel Damina, what are you doing here? Receive sense, receive sense. I opened the door. I said, two cyclists, you carry my boxes. I climbed this one. I paid the taxi. The man drew. He started driving the machine. I said, Father, thank you for the privilege to receive natural, natural air condition. I told the man, slow down small, let the breeze blow me well. Because I don't know when I will climb machine again. Did he remove anything from me? Did he remove anything from me? Did he affect my color? Did he affect my height? You are the one that is bothering yourself about what people are thinking. Who cares? People will think what they want to think, anyhow, they want to think. So don't let people's thinking stop you from doing what you need to do. Am I blessing somebody this morning? somebody shout i'm enjoying where i am on the way to where i am going i didn't hear powerful amen get a good offering let's honor the word of god and i'll be joining mr michael bush in the next two three minutes for at the counselor now have a good offering everybody. Online community the banking details are on the screen. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details. When you hear a good word like this, you honor God. You honor his word. You make your money available so that more people can hear this message. So that more people can be built up in the knowledge of Christ. So we can do more for God. So i like you to grab a good offering. And those, uh, you know on, on social media, the banking details are there. You want to send in your own offerings so you can help us do the things we do for God all over the world. Remember Somebody gave for you to hear what you're hearing. If you also give to us in partnership, more people will hear this. right. so if you want to partner with this ministry, send a mail today to Dr. Abel Damina. Dr. Abel Damina at at yahoo.com. Dot com. If you shoot that mail, we will give you details on partnership where you are able to give us money once a month to support what we do deliberately so that together we can do more for the kingdom of God. Lift up your offerings, Father. We pray for everybody giving this afternoon. Thank you for the opportunity to honor you with our monies. We and all that we have, we belong to you. Therefore, as responsible children, we are giving so that your project on earth can be carried out to get this gospel to the ends of the earth. So I pray for everybody giving that your needs are met supernaturally. Thank you, Father, for the blessing. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on the note of finality. Listen to me, social media, television, radio, audience, we are not signing you off because I'm going to be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next three or four minutes for Ask the Counselor now. So you don't want to go away, stay with us. And everybody in the building, drop your offerings anywhere around the pulpit. Hit the music, let's do it as we give this morning. Somebody
1: give the Lord a shout of praise in the house.
2: offering, please I'd like you to bring out your kingdom investment and your worship offering and do that quickly, that would smile on your face because we give joyfully, we, have, we give cheerfully for we are conscious that God loves a cheerful giver. You have yours lifted up and just thank God for the privilege to give, just thank him Give him thanks. Every time, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. We are not doing him a favor. We are honoring him. And we thank him for the opportunity that we have to honor him. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. To give, we give, we give, we give. Unto the necessity of preaching the gospel. And so we thank you, Father, because you receive our offerings. And we thank you because we continually enjoy the blessings. And we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Let the believer say amen. All right, when you come for the kingdom investments in the baskets and your offerings right here.
1: Hallelujah. We'll be freely forgiven in Christ Jesus. Glory. is hot.
3: Be seated. Let's just quickly jump on board the ship of Ask the Counselor. By the way, it's another live edition of the program and it's some 22.5 small minutes before it's tick tocked of the hour. Okay, in that time, you'll be listening to Ask the Counselor with me, Michael Bush, in Uyo, Nigeria. And of course, the Counselor in Chief would be here any moment. But before he comes, those opening announcements, especially for our radio audience, the bank details, I still have two bank accounts. I take them as I see them. Power City International is their name. FCMB is bank number one on this edition of the program, 2982-68-2028. That's for FCMB, 2982-68-2028. The second bank is UBA 139-26465 UBA 139 account name for both remains Power City International. That's announcement number one. Quickly, quickly, not exactly sure, but at least we can do five minutes considering it's the comeback live edition of the program. We should take five minutes, at least four phone calls. So to call in, plus 234, if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise, it's simply 806 800 9939 That's the number, and you can also send us a text or two on plus 234, again, if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise, simply 703 691 Eight, six, four, two. And you want to also send an email or two, the address is ask the now at gmail.com. Final announcements for sponsorship, for partnership, and for support. You know, just to make sure we can continue to do what we're doing here even better. You need to just call up plus two three four again if you're doing it from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, it's simply 0803 275 6104. Or you send an email or two to Dr. Ebel Damina at yahoo.com, doctor there of course is the arrow, my producer is pastor IJ Querer, he comes here complete with the production team, even our resident pastor is here, he looks very sad alone, he's just sitting there alone, well, my pastor is in church, put your hands together for him, okay, so, the main man, the sex man, the man, doctor, Abel, Damina, Baba, is Mr. Bush. Baba, Good to have you here, man. So nice to see you. Welcome back, man. It was nice to do as the counselor with you in yeah, Abuja, Nigeria. That's true. We it was had fantastic. F- our first outing in yeah, Abuja. Yeah, sure. Even though it wasn't scripted, it wasn't prepared. No, it
0: wasn't prepared. But it was something for a start. It was quite good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, was good.
3: And it speaks to the things that are coming. Very true. Okay, so Globobaba.
0: Great things ahead.
3: Uh, Global Baba, let's just pray. I have uh, a number of things to do. Uh, preliminarily, um, you know, before we launch the program. But let's quick pray.
0: All right, let's pray together. Father, we pray and we thank you for answers to prayer already guaranteed in Jesus. So we pray for Kwai State, our state. Thank you for our governor. Thank you for his executive council. Amen. We pray for all public and, you know, public servants in this state who continue to serve this state day and night to see to it that this state functions properly. Thank you for all of our our public servants. Thank you for all the private people, business people, students, career people, our women, our mothers. We ask that grace continues to abound in this land, Amen. that the message of Christ continues to thrive when people are coming to the knowledge of the truth and that the enemy loses ground continually. Thank you that Aquabon becomes a conducive, a conducive community for development and progress of potentials. And we give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray.
3: Amen. Amen. Okay, so Global Baba, we have effectively some 19.5 small minutes in our hands to do this edition of Ask the Counselor. Um, Global Baba, let's just get down. Um, the Bible talks about the Good Samaritan. What does that mean, Global Baba? Does it mean that other Samaritans were mainly bad people?
0: No, in that context, it was about the good things he did. So he was, his, his personality was identified with his good acts. Okay. You know, uh, he came and helped a guy that was beaten by thieves and all of that. So it was a parable of of Jesus.
3: Okay, so if I say, if I talk about a good Akwaibom person, it does not necessarily mean that uh, a majority of Akwaibom people are bad people.
0: No, no, not at okay. all. In okay. that context, you're you are, you, you are calling him good relatively, okay. you know, based on things he has done, done actions he has done, and how you perceive him. Contributions and how you perceive the question. Okay, yeah, okay so it. it's
3: my privilege. I'm going to open this edition of the program by introducing a special, a man. I introduce this man joyfully because he's a very good man. I don't know whether Global has met him before, but he's a good man. And today he's with his dear wife, who is uh, not a good person. And okay, I'll introduce them separately. But let me start with this man, Chairman Ibun Power. He's in church, okay. engineer, Etienne, fellow Nigerian Society of Engineers. They seated. Okay, he just stepped out. Okay, oh, that's good. Okay, but the wife is I, still I've there. I've met him before. I yes, know more. him. Okay, no, great. No. He's a great guy. Good, good, great good, guy good. I don't know you met the wife too? I've been to her birthday. Mrs.
0: I went Mrs. to her birthday some years ago in the Oh, wow.
3: Paris. Mrs. do Itidoyang. Yes. Um, she runs probably, yes. and, and I, I can say this because, I mean, I'm the boss. I can say anything. Yes, you can. You know, she's, she's, she runs probably the best furniture shop anywhere in Africa. Are you serious? Yes, that's she. Wow. You know, stones and furniture. Very good. Mrs. Itidoyang. Bless you. Bless you. And hey, Mrs. Nse Itidoyang, great woman. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Welcome to church. Globoba, let's get down. So, Globoba. Um, success is not proof. It's not a proof of God's will. Mm-mm. Fulfillment is. Yep. What does that mean?
0: Well, fulfillment is actually being where God wants you to, do, to be, doing what God wants you to, to do. That's exactly what fulfillment is.
3: Okay. So because success is possible, has to do with
0: acquisition.
3: It is possible to not be successful but you are fulfilled.
0: It's possible not to be successful by human definition. definition. But fulfilled, which is success in God's definition. The Let's get
3: down. Another quick one um, to follow up. Well, uh, Mrs. Uh, Udwak Church, uh, who you know, was listening to you on radio, I guess, and says, What does this mean, Global Baba? You cannot ever succeed or you can never succeed beyond your marriage.
0: Well, because marriage defines everything about your life. You know, you can't run away from your marriage. You can't abandon your wife. You can't abandon your children. So, whatever you're going to be, To be or to do will be within the confines of your marriage. And that marriage will impact ultimately in whatever you do. So if your marriage is bad, it's going to affect you a great deal. If your marriage is good, it's going to boost you a great deal. So again, that's why it's very important to get married too, because it will ultimately determine the outcome of your
3: life. It's the freestyle edition of Ask the Counselor. I'm going to take this one right from church here. Hello, Global Baba. You mentioned that some people are doing four jobs abroad that they miss out of ministry. No, Baba, number one, is doing four jobs abroad but knowing that these same people send their support to families and ministries back here in Nigeria, for instance, and other countries?
0: Well, again, you are not listening well to ask that question means you are listening to me selectively. Nobody. You can do 30 jobs if you want to do, but remember I said they are doing four jobs that do not allow them fulfill their ministry or fulfill what God will have them do where ministry is concerned. So again, there's such thing like doing too much. And there's such thing that, like doing too well. You know, you can be doing something that is too much that you yourself are not even living. You are merely existing. And you can do something too well that it allows you the opportunity to do other things that are very important in your life. So there's nothing wrong with four jobs. But even if it is four jobs or two jobs, even one job that consumes all your time, you're not able to do anything else. Your family is abandoned. Your children are abandoned. You know, the plan of God for your life to, to do ministry and fulfill God's purpose is abandoned. You're doing too much. You've got to slow down and, you know, balance out things so that you can live a life that is fulfilling.
3: Okay, still from that anonymous sender, what are the other aspects of ministry global apart from preaching from the pulpit?
0: Well, other aspects are evangelism, raising disciples, you know, um, uh, serving in the house of God, being a blessing to God's people. There are so many of them.
3: Crystal edition. So from Nigeria, now we'll go quickly to Cameroon. Hello daddy and greetings to you, Mr. Intercontinental Michael Bush. Thanks, sir, uh, so much for all that you're doing in the body of Christ. That's clearly to Global Baba. Thank you also for this platform. You're such a blessing. I followed your teaching on baptism and I understand clearly that there is only one baptism as written in Ephesians 4.5, which is spirit baptism. However, I do need a little clarification. According to Jewel 228 on arts, one five Baptism with the Spirit is the Spirit upon which is utterance, and this happens after one is saved and is filled with the Spirit, which leads to speaking. On the other hand, according to First 1 Corinthians 12.13, baptism is union with Christ, the moment we are saved as the indwelling of the Spirit. I wish to ask the following questions. Is baptism different from baptism with the Spirit? In other words, does it mean that once we are saved, we are baptized into Christ? First 1 Corinthians 12.13. Then when we are filled with spirit or yield to the leading of the spirit, we are baptized with the spirit. Acts 2, 1 to 4. Thanks so much in advance for answering my question. I look forward to hearing from you. Great grace. Your daughter Charlotte Ntalangwa from the Republic of Cameroon.
0: Well, like I've always said, there's no no general use of words in the Bible. Each word is used within context. So when the Bible talks about baptism, you know, the word baptism, the word baptizo. There is baptism as a teaching. There is baptism with water. There is baptism, which is salvation. So in the New Testament, we only have one baptism, which is salvation into Christ. That's what we have. But in Acts of the Apostles, you will see baptism as a teaching of John. You will see baptism with water, which John used to identify Jesus. But beyond that, what we have is baptism into Christ, which is a union with Christ that brings you together with Christ, which is salvation. And once that happens... You are baptized. It's not water. It is Christ coming into you and saturating your entire being.
3: Let's do calls now, producer. If you are set, I am just waiting. But meanwhile, let me run from Cameroon to the United States of America. By the way, still a freestyle edition of the program. The technical people work on the sound through having a call back here. Not so good. Blessed day, dear Global Baba and the Intercontinental, Mr. Michael Bush. Global Baba, please, what does washing of feet symbolize? Jesus washed the feet of his disciples before his death. Does that mean we as believers should continue to wash our feet and pray? My husband argues with me so much because of my stand concerning things like this. And he is now threatening to break a marriage because I don't follow his instructions to go to certain prophetic meetings. And do what the prophets tell us to do, but rather I'm always following you. Baba. I pray that the eyes of the understanding of my husband will be enlightened. I don't get angry with him, but I rather I pray for him so he would come to the knowledge of the truth. Help me, Global Baba, please. Thank you. My name is Celestina. I write from the United States of America.
0: Wow. Well, Celestina, sorry you're going through all of that uh, for the truth that you know in Christ. As you keep praying, his eyes will be open. There's nothing like washing of feet. You wash your feet every day you bath now, don't you? You wash your feet every day when you bath. So there's nothing wrong with washing your feet. But it is not a spiritual exercise. It has no spiritual relevance. So why did Jesus wash his disciples' feet? It only happened one time, and he was teaching them how to serve one another using symbolism. It doesn't mean anything else outside of that.
3: All right. Global bar, Let's now leave the United States of America and head straight to Germany in Europe. Greetings, Daddy and Mr. Bush. Please, the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush, don't mention my name. I write from Germany, though. First, I want to thank Daddy for his teachings. I have a question concerning marriage. My husband and I are both believers We will listen to daddy's preaching. We've been married for more than eight years. He's a good man. but does not support me financially. At first, Global Buy was okay because I had a good job and I also wanted him to build something for himself. He built a house in Africa and now he's investing all of his money in building a business in Africa as well. He has a new job. I was hoping he would start helping me financially, but he still keeps saying, I should wait because he's still building his business back home in Africa. Daddy, I'm really tired of living like this. To make matters worse, if we have any problem, he goes to our children and tells them very bad things about me, even telling them that I'm a prostitute, that I sleep around with men. I just can't understand why a husband would behave like this. Even if I was a prostitute, for instance, should he be telling my children that? And um, now... No, Bob. I want to leave the marriage because I believe this toxic environment would do harm to my children. Please advise me. Stay blessed.
0: Wow, that's a bit complicated. I need to ask you more questions to be able to really give you counsel. And I, I would need to also talk to your husband because that's what you said. Hmm. I don't know what your husband's version of this same story will be. You know, so I, I can't really give you counsel based on this. But my advice is if you can email us your number, I wouldn't mind calling you and ask you some questions and then be able to counsel you more adequately. But on a general note, we just keep praying for him. You know, if that is the truth, we pray for him, for his eyes to be opened. And I will beg you to be a bit more patient. Don't be in a hurry to leave the marriage, especially since you have children in that marriage. You know, let there be long suffering for you. And just trust God for wisdom to keep navigating until things sort themselves out.
3: Okay, I'm ready. I just want to squeeze in a call or two. I am technical people, producer, make sure that happens. But from Germany in Europe, let's come to Africa. Uganda is the next of call. Global Baba, hello. My name is Maxwell Oje. I arrived from Kampala, Uganda. Thank you for the opportunity to be taught Bible doctrine from the scriptures by you. I'm always blessed and inspired by your teachings. Thank you, Global Baba, Dr. Ebel Damina, for the opportunity to ask my questions. One. Is praying for the same thing over and over again, global Baba, a demonstration of faith or a sign of unbelief?
0: Well, it depends on what you're praying about. There are some things you have to pray until they happen. It's called a prayer of supplication. For example, if a lady wants to get married and she has not found a guy, or a guy wants to get married and has not found a lady, that's not one prayer you pray and stop. You keep praying and praying because as you are praying, things will be opening up. You'll be having direction and guidance until eventually... The relationship begins. And even in the relationship, you keep praying until you get married. And even in the marriage, you keep praying. So there are prayers you don't just pray once and stop. You pray until it happens. you know. But there are prayers, of course, you just pray once, believe God, and receive. And begin to give thanks for them. So it depends on what you are praying about.
3: Okay, the last one from Maxwell OJ, student from Kampala, Uganda. Yes, Jobu Baba, it's someone called off? god into ministry is it before he is born as in jeremiah 1 5 and galatians 1 15 or before he receives salvation like the case of 12 disciples or when he receives salvation as in the case of stephen Philip, and other cases in the book of ours. thank you sir i love you
0: every child of god that is born again is called to the ministry once you receive christ there's a call of god on you for ministry every child of god but believe but know that in the old testament you know the bible says they were called while they were in their mother's womb and it's because of the way the old testament you know pattern was but even in the new testament every child is called by god even before they get born again because they are called in christ so when you receive christ you now answer to that call that has been waiting for you in christ even before you were born now when you receive christ that call becomes a reality you begin to walk in its reality so the call of god is upon every human being In Christ, even before they are born, when Jesus died and rose, he called everybody. But it's one thing to be called, it's another thing to answer. The answer to that call is salvation. That's where it begins. Then as you grow in the knowledge of Christ, that ministry in you begins to find expression. I have a book, Every Man a Minister. I will encourage you to order for that book from our office. It will help you with a lot more so you are enriched in this knowledge.
3: Okay, we have five minutes to round up this edition of the program. Effectively, two, three minutes to say a bye-bye. So I go to this anonymous location, Bless Avenue. Writes, I need the counselor in chief to counsel me on a matter on how to separate from my father to begin what God gave me to do. Because right now, every time I preach the gospel, senior oh, pastors in the church always bring me problems. Even the senior pastor accuses me of things which are truly stated in the Bible. So sir, how can I approach them? about me leaving
0: well you want to leave a church because they don't agree with you doctrinally you live respectfully go to the pastor tell him thank you sir you've helped me a lot in my life thank you for your investments thank you for time you spend to pray and bless me you know but I, st- I feel i need time to stay away from the church i want to pray and seek direction as to what god will have me do i may not be around the church for some time but i will keep you posted as i make progress now, when you say that to a pastor, he may insist, but he will not keep you by force. And then when you are gone after one, two, three months, you come back to him and say, Pastor, now I know exactly what God wants me to do. I've just come to tell you I'm not going to be in this church anymore. But from wherever I am, if I have opportunity to still help or be a blessing here, I'll be willing to do that. So that way you left well, you left without bad feelings, and you're able to live without creating problem for the church where you were before you left.
3: 120 seconds, that's all the time I have. I'll try and squeeze in two entries, one from Nigeria and the other from Zimbabwe. Okay, so from Nigeria is the Abel um, Damina viewer, disciple, the Reverend Samajala in Oshobo-Oshun State. Is God abused when a spirit-filled Christian tongues while he's busy sending text, washing, clothes in the restroom or while sweeping, etc.?
0: God is not abused, but you're just making you're making... You're, you're taking for granted things of the spirit that you're not supposed to. Okay, you're talking to your governor, you drop your phone. Mm. You're talking to an important person that is promising you money, you keep your phone. Then now you're talking with God, you're playing with your phone. It shows okay. how serious you are.
3: And I, I think he even got, um, went on there um, to say they say that we can talk to earthly kings without respect, let alone the king of uh, kings, Lord of lords. Okay, we can't. And that when a pastor says, praise God, members should respond with shouts, hallelujah by standing up until the shouting ends, very common practice in some denominations now.
0: So it's reverence actually, you reverence God, and in reverencing God, you don't play with things that will distract you and make you look unserious in his presence.
3: Okay, I just need to squeeze on this one as we round off. Tariro from uh, Harare, Zimbabwe, Global Baba, been following your teachings consistently for close to a year now. My friend introduced me to your channel and it's been life-changing. I currently attend one of our uh, local churches, it's been... It's quite popular even internationally. However, for some time, I started feeling that it's not where I should be. It further, got confirmed when I started listening to her teachings. I have not been growing at all from their teachings. In over a year, I don't agree i do agree anymore with their uh, practices. Thanks to the enlightenment I have been receiving through the word from you. So here are my questions. Should I continue giving at the church where I currently attend, even though I do not believe it anymore?
0: Why will you give your money to a cause you don't believe in? Mm. You are just being funny. You only give to what you believe.
3: Absolutely. And finally, is there an extension of Power City International out here in Zimbabwe? So could you kindly link me up with them, Tariro, in Zimbabwe?
0: Tariro, we have campuses in Zimbabwe, Power City campuses. So uh, what we do is, the producer will make sure there's a reply is sent to you with all the details of how to connect our people in Zimbabwe. But thank you for
3: writing. No we have um, one minute. We just must say a bye-bye now. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.G. query complete with the production team. No Baba, Dr. Abel Damina is here now.
0: Thank you, Mr. Bush. It's happening again, man. We appreciate it. Can we celebrate Mr. Bush? Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Praise God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving me the opportunity to serve you the grace of God, to bring doctrinal clarity, to bring answers to questions that may have been bothering you, but it's always an honor to serve you the grace of God. Remember, we're on we're on XLFM this afternoon for those in Aquibom 1 to 3, we're on Passion FM 3 to 5 and this evening we're on Inspiration 9 to 10 and we're on Heritage FM 10 to 12. Remember tomorrow morning 5:50 a.m. we're on XLFM, uh, good morning Aquibom, 11 to 1 we're on Radio Aquibom 1 to 3, XLFM 3 to 5, Passion FM and uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow evening we're back on Comfort FM with the life service. Guys, we love you and thank you for allowing us to bring your clarity from God's so word. Looking forward to spend more time with you and until then enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed.
3: Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria.
0: Amen. Glory to God.